Hello everyone, this is Josh from the Wrestling with the Bullies podcast. I'm here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain that it's free. There's creation tools that help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. They go through Apple Podcasting and pretty much anywhere that sets up uh, podcasting for you. Also, you can make your money from your podcast too. Like, and it doesn't take that much at all for you to be able to do it too. So, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys are interested, just go to the app in the app, both the iOS and the Android store, or you could go to their website at Andrew, uh, anchor.fm. Thank you and have a good day. All right. Hello, everybody. We're back with the Wrestling with Williams podcast. It's me and Jeremy again. We're talking about Full Gear 2021 edition. Uh, I'm like, uh, I, I wouldn't say that this is by far my favorite one out of the year, but it had like some of the best matches that I've seen like out of this year. Um, and it was surprising though that we actually started off with, uh, the, like I actually watched it and we watched it on time. Like we were watching it later. <laughs> Knowing that the last couple of times it was a little bit later. That full gear, right? Yeah. I thought I did. For some reason, I heard all in. For some reason, or, oh, anyways, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, pretty what? sure it was. Full, I said full gear. <laughs> I'll have to listen to it back and just be like, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure I said full gear though. Well, but anyway, said it four times. Now, if so I did, weird. yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was kind of weird knowing that I actually watched part of the kickoff. Like I watched the whole tag team match while I was waiting for you to get on. And unlike the, uh, it was Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose. And I should just mention, uh, uh, just because I watched it, it was just weird. I, the one thing I nitpick on when it comes to wrestling, okay, if you're going to f- do something, because it looks like they're building for a Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb match, or they kind of already did one, but it looks like they're they've already done few, so they must it, be. Yeah, I think they're building to a feud because Serena Deep was there when they did the match. And yeah, she beat her. One, so Serena Deep beat Hikaru Shida. Then Hikaru Shida beat Serena Deep for her fiftieth win in AEW. Yeah, and I think and that then was Serena right Deep attacked her. Yeah, and I think that was also at the same time that was for the TBS Championship. Well, not TBS. It was the. The women's whatever the women's title that Serena oh, Deep holds the, the NWA one or whatever. Oh, I thought it was for the TBS title that they were just doing. But oh, the yeah. T- okay. that was the Hikaru Shida. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's happened yet. It might happen on Dynamite. Oh, possibly, yeah. But anyway, like because yeah, I think they're in the semis now, and I think Nyla Rose. Like it's yeah. Jake Cargill against. I think that's why the they Cardo did this Sheet, match I think. was because all four of them were in the championship series. Like yeah, they all I think they were saying that Sheeta was supposed to go against Hater or something. I think on Dynamite or something. Yeah, like, that's what they said. Faces Thunder Rosa or something. Or, yeah, or it's vice versa. Jamie Hater may face Thunder Rosa and Sheeta is Nyla Rose. Yeah, it's something like that. But, like, the main thing for me was and the only nitpick that I thought of this match was that they had Serena Deeb, like, talk shit with her car, Rashida, and then they had the whole, hey, I'm just going to get one up on them. But then you would think that that would be the finish, right? And then they went for a couple minutes longer than that. <laughs> so yes. it was like, mm-hmm. why did they do that in the first place? It felt just weird knowing that they did all that, and then it, it just felt unnecessary. And I've seen that happen, and it's not so much like I think it's like other companies too. Like I've seen Impact do it, 
and other companies where they do that stuff. They do those matches where they kind of involve the other person that they're feuding with, but it doesn't lead to them losing the match. It ultimately didn't serve no purpose because Takara Shida and uh, Thunder Rosa actually won the match. So it was just kind of weird. Like, and I've seen that before. So I just felt like talking about it because it just seems like dumb to do it. But, um, I have to mention first, I definitely think that this was MJF's best match that I've ever seen him do. <laughs> well, we talked about it that uh, anybody, it's kind of like AJ Styles in WWE. The, yeah. I feel Darby Allen, that whoever Darby Allen faces looks good regardless. Yeah. Because I think because Darby Allen does so many crazy things that he makes the other person look decent or you know good in the ring yeah and, and like uh, it was kind of cool that they did on like it, it seems like every time because we talked about this when we watched it too it's like it's funny how every time darby allen has a match like on a pay-per-view he always ends up doing like a little vignette beforehand and this one was like he was in a car and then eventually he crashed and then he set it on fire and then they were talking about how I guess he, him and his uncle were in a car accident together and his uncle died. So he felt like he was half dead after that. Right. So it makes sense why with the face paint, I guess that's why he shows like the, the skeleton face paint and stuff like that, that he does like half his face instead of the whole thing. I'm assuming that's what it's in reference to. I could be wrong. But well, I just yeah, thought that I think he's, cool I don't thing. recall if he said different things in the past either, like about that. Yeah. But I mean, they could have mentioned it before or whatever. I but just, it doesn't matter. Just the bumps it, yeah. that that dude takes is just. Yeah. Crazy. Just. Good God. We were talking about like three or four of them. Like, first off, he did the coffin drop on the apron. Then he did the power bomb into, like, by far one of the neatest moves that I've never seen anybody do. Oh, the power, power bomb, bomb into, into the, knee. the knee breaker yeah. or the, the, the backbreaker thing. I was like, good Lord, I've never seen anybody do that, actually, uh, like, other than maybe games or something. And yeah. then, um, and then the fucking power bomb. Holy crap. It was like he kept doing shit where it was just like, holy crap. It looked like they just like landed right on their head. Or well, like, the, he did another cuff and drop on the outside of the ring. Also, oh, yeah. Where basically yeah. MGF, MJF had to catch him or try to catch him. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was saying. Like, I was just surprised. Like, you could tell that they probably liked wrestling each other because, I mean, they worked incredibly well with each other uh, during this match. That's why I say it's my favorite one with him in it. Just because, like, the the Chris Jericho one that w we saw him do, like, was okay and stuff like that. And I've seen him, like, wrestle a few other people. Well, like, I always thought he was a better promo guy than he was a wrestling guy. And this showed that he was, like... He, he still is a better. He still is a better promo guy than a wrestler. I would oh say. yeah, his promo That's... skills outweigh his wrestling at this point. But he is getting better. Yeah, um, but, but again, but yeah. I think part of that is who he's wrestling too. Yeah, and this made sense with the ending too. Like, I mean, like Darby Allen definitely. I don't know, like. I like him better than MJF, but it makes sense why MJF won the match, you know? So, like, I'm totally fine for that outcome. Like, and most of these matches had good builds, good matches, like, all of it. Well, good made, timing, like, like the length. We talked about it, I think, well, as we go through it, I think we were, like, an hour and a half in, and there were only three matches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, holy shit. I mean, all of these are going on. And when I look at the time, they were. MJF match was 22 minutes and six seconds, which is fairly long. Yeah. 
I think and, it looked like probably one of the longest matches. Ever well, the Christian Cage match. one, actually, the longest one was Adam, the last one. Yeah, it was 25 I minutes. That but, went the longest anyway, but yeah. But there were a bunch. That, I mean, most of them were over 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And the but, rest of them, the, the shortest one was CM Punk's match. Which is crazy anyway, because that could have been longer. But, I mean, still good, though. Like, all these matches were really good. Though, like, uh, which leads into the Lucha Brothers versus FTR, which I knew this was going to be a good match. But I thought the ending was funny. Like... <laughs> Like uh, uh oh, which with, uh, with builds uh, up to like shit. Yeah, like Cash putting had, the mask on. Yeah, and then him pinning him, and then they didn't mention it. So if anything, it's just gonna talk about it on Dynamite and well, lead to like another match. Fr is gonna bitch because yeah, Cash was not the legal man. So yeah, so there it, it's just leading up to another one, which I, I think that they're. They might do the same thing that they did with the Young Bucks, where it was like a best of three thing, where they'll like the uh, they'll probably do something where like they up the enemies, uh, up the antes for whatever for the next match, like do like a hardcore match or like if anything, it'll probably be like a no disqualification match or a tornado tag match or something like that, which you never really see tornado tag team matches all that often anyway or at least i haven't really seen many so but like i liked how like lucha brothers came out and stuff like how they like it seems like they actually like the lucha brothers a lot because they're giving them more of a performance stuff because this one and the one before it they gave them like a special entrance when they came out so yeah, and I like the new ramp and everything, where it looks like they're put more production into their show too. So, like all this stuff was pretty cool, and it made sense with the Lucha Brothers winning anyway. I don't think that they're going to lose the titles for uh for a while anyway, and that's one thing that I like about uh, AEW though. Like they give their champs like a long reign. Which it's nice to every once in a while to have like a short reign with certain people, but like I would much rather see you try to see if they could like do super well with the titles or do good reigns with the title rather than, hey, I'm just going to lose the belt in like five minutes or something like WWE does sometimes. Oh, they do it a lot. I mean, they do it a lot, especially with Sasha Banks. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, they did it with Charlotte, but Charlotte always wins it back with the pay per views. Sasha is the opposite; she'll win it at a paper, or she'll lose at a pay per view, and win it on like SmackDown or Raw or something. Mm-hmm. But it'll be like the next day she'll lose it. And, and it's, it's like, kind of weird. Are they pushing her as a face? Yes, they they've just moved her into a face. They they made Shotzi a heel, which uh, just dumb. Well, now you see Sasha, if you've seen it, she's giving like her glasses to kids now walking <laughs> to the ring. So, yeah. So it's just weird when she they just had her turn on, or no, she came out and beat up both Bianca and Becky like when she came back. So but Becky, they're pushing her kind of as a heel, remember? Yeah. So, and Bianca is kind of just whatever. There. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Ain't a surprise. But um, yeah. But yeah, that Lucha Brothers match was pretty good. I mean, I always like watching them wrestle. I'm not a big fan of FTR. I know a lot of people are, but they're not like crazy good to me. But this match was 18 minutes and 36 seconds too, so it was another longer one. See, I like it. the main reason why I like FTR. Like, did you ever watch that video where like? <laughs> It was just so funny to me. The only team that ever did it, right? So, um, you know how they do hot tags so often in WWE. So, like, they were doing the same thing with some random tag team. I don't even know the tag team. I saw a GIF of it where it showed the FTR were just, like, on the floor or, like, on the apron and stuff. And so, like, the other guy is like freaking out like waiting to get the hot tag 
and then like so he gets the uh, he gets the tag he goes in goes to like do the hot tag shit and FTR is just acting like they're passed out <laughs> so then he goes to pick them up to do a pin and uh, I think it was Cash he gets up and like uh, punches him or something and then they put him in the shatter machine and then pin him I thought well, that was so funny because yeah. nobody does that shit the one thing I noticed during this match was there was a lot of, especially with FTR, and I admit, was that there was a lot of time they'd tag in somebody and then they'd both be in the ring for an exorbitant amount of time. Oh, yeah. Like, so it was like that's they, the would, main thing they would do like four weird. moves before the other guy would get out. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, and the Come ref on, wouldn't ref. say anything. Yeah. yeah, it's like you can't like both beat him up that's like a handicap match and it was like that for half the match it seemed like yeah yeah and that's the only issue that i have with certain things like it seemed uh, like i mean we say this about wwe pay-per-views too if you got rules stick to them like unless you explain it in a way where it's like oh well they're in a blood feud like they're they're just gonna be more lax with this stuff or whatever but like they were keeping uh, I think it was mostly uh Pentagon or Penta from getting in the ring while they're beating up Ray Phoenix a lot, but then they were double teaming a lot throughout the match. That's the only thing was like kind of goofy was they were keeping him from getting in, but then they were just double teaming and they're like, oh, it's fine. That's the only like really bad critique on the match, but everything else I thought was cool, but. Like, uh, also at the same time, I might as well like segue into the next match, I guess, with Miro and Brian Danielson. Which it's so weird for me to like not call him Daniel Bryan. I've been calling calling him Daniel Bryan for like years, yeah. I struggle with it because even the other night when we were talking while we were watching it, I wanted to say Daniel Bryan, and I'm like, oh no, it's Brian Danielson, yeah. So, but. Um, that this is the only one. It's like you know because Daniel Bryan or I, I did it. Uh, Bryan <laughs> Danielson has only been in AEW for a short time. It's like him and CM Punk are running into the same issue. I honestly wanted Miro to win, but I knew he wouldn't because Bryan Danielson couldn't lose this early. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, and it's kind of the same thing. Well. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but CM Punk is kind of the same way to me. You can't bring a guy in and then have him lose five matches in. Yeah. I mean, so it's like... Especially when they're big names like Brian Brian Danielson and CM Punk. Yeah. Like, it it would be... It would be different to tell stuff like that. Right. Um, Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, we'll talk about some things in the next well actually near the end because we'll talk about it more but yeah but i liked this match a lot the one thing i could say is brian danielson matches are looking a lot alike though um like what he's doing every match so far that i've watched and i probably watched more of them than you have because i have you know cable um yeah so I've been watching AEW Dynamite and Rampage every week, and so I've seen most of his matches. They all kind of go the same, and that's the only thing that I'm noticing right now with him. Yeah. Even this match with Miro kind of was the same thing. The one thing I did like was that Miro brought his power piece into it, where he he was taking the kicks, where he was saying like "kick my chest" yeah. at that point, where yeah. he's like taking the kicks. That. That was cool, but that that Miro can do that because he's this big monster, and I I would like to see them feud at some point more than just this match because I think oh yeah Miro's got the ability and his promos right now with the Redeemer gimmick are freaking epic. Where he's I his agree. God is his God is doing this and his God is not allowing him you know, <laughs> and he's look you know he's looking up during the match like yeah. Like, it's funny how it was, like, God's favorite champion when he had the TNT belt, but then after he lost it, it was, like, God's forsaken champion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, God, man, like, the the shit that they're letting him do is just great, and I definitely think that eventually he's going to have to be, like, a main eventer there. 
because it looks like they have like good things for Miro right now. And like that's the main thing for me, right? I was thinking about that that they were probably going to go with Brian to win the match, but then I was like, uh, if they want to end up having a heel versus face match, because I already figured that Paige was going to win, that it was going to be Paige versus Miro as a heel versus face thing. But then also at the same time, the Brian Danielson versus uh, Hangman Page match would fucking be awesome too. So also, I'm like, I just figured that eventually Miro's going to get go against him anyway. I think that probably give it a few more more months and he'll probably be in a match with them anyway so i don't think uh, i don't think it's really hurting him if any if anything this match actually helped him really <laughs> well that's because what i was saying was the very way they good. did it the way they did it still made Miro look strong yeah, especially so, like I love the whole like him like tapping his stomach. He's like, "Kick me!" And I like how Daniel Bryan, or well, still Bryan, <laughs> I should just say Bryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, for the American like, draft, every that might like be I easier. like how there's differences with what he does in AEW with what he did in WWE. Like he doesn't uh, do so many of the drop kicks into the in the corners anymore. He like if he does do his kicks, he does one on the left leg, one on the right leg, that type of thing. He like fl- uh, changes it just a little bit. Oh, I get that, but like yeah. I said, if you watch his matches, he does that same stuff. And oh yeah, it's probably because um, so you probably think about like he probably does stuff where he's still kind of in WWE mode too. So mm-hmm. like he just thinks that way now. Which that could be a thing anyway. Um, I wouldn't. But be this there. match was another good distance. It was twenty minutes and six seconds. So yeah, and that's what I was. Uh, but I also say like probably my least favorite match on the whole card, which is crazy to me. <laughs> like I was gonna think, and not saying that all the matches were bad, like or like any of the matches were bad because I really enjoyed most of the matches. Like, uh, but the Christmas Christian Cage and Jurassic. Express match with uh, Super Click, like by far is my least favorite one. <laughs> Mostly because I've seen all this shit before with the Young Bucks, like doing hardcore matches and shit. So like, I don't know. I just wasn't into it as much as I should have been. Oh, I liked like, the match, but it. I think this one could have benefited from being a little shorter. Well, it that's was, what I'm it saying. Was, yeah. It was one of the longest ones. It was 22 minutes and 35 seconds. So they repeated a lot of stuff during the match. And then they were doing a lot of the same stuff over and over again. And then they implemented the whole using the, the knee pads with the thumb tacks on them. And, and I didn't like, and I know it's funny watching, the one part I thought was kind of, and I still think it's kind of dangerous, is when they put the thumb tacks in Jungle Boy's mouth. Oh, yeah. I, I just think that could cause. Uh, I hope they were rigged somehow to not like. I think I, they I, end I, up I, probably doing it in a certain way. That way, it doesn't like hurt you. Well, I can. But, I mean, think about yeah. it. If you freaking move them around in your mouth the wrong way, they can get stuck somewhere. I mean, so and that I, uh, my hope. I mean, and that's like a sensitive area. What and I think you. It's his throat I or think something. The last time I saw that, I think it was in the Eddie Kingston John Moxley match. Maybe I could be wrong. Either that or it's the Kenny Omega one. I know that they did that recently, where they put thumbtacks in somebody's. Ma- oh, maybe it was the Lucha Brothers tag match with him and the Young Bucks. I know that they did the one where they had the shoes with the thumbtacks on them, but yeah, I remember that. But I don't remember the put them in the mouth part. Yeah, I would have mentioned. Rem- it then I know too. that there's like a match where they put it in the. Uh, like I don't remember if it's the Young Bucks or not. But I know I've know, seen it before. I know I've seen the spot before. I also though. know they're supposed to be annoying, but the Young Bucks annoy me. Oh yeah, there's they were turning the fucking annoying level like fucking on like twelve or like fifteen. And Good I know Lord. they're supposed to, but it's uh, kind of just dragging. It's it's wearing thin at this point. I well, think. that's why I'm wondering about so, what they did at the end of the. Well, show. and that's why I was going to wait to talk about that until then. Yeah. But yeah, because it'll be interesting what they do. But 
this wasn't my least favorite match. I can tell you my least favorite match was the next one. Well, so, yeah, like I could see that. I mean, like, well, it was like only, I, I honestly don't remember paying much attention to it, to be honest with you. And that's unfortunate because Malachi Black was in it, which I have a, I like Malachi Black. I don't necessarily like Andra, Andrade that much, um, but you know. He's a decent wrestler, but uh, the whole Cody Rhodes with Pac thing. Yeah. I, I didn't get it when they first did it originally. I think it's more of a Pac versus Andrade thing versus, you know, mm-hmm. not being Cody thing. So they just teamed up because they both have a mutual yeah, yeah, that's dislike for the guy. Is, yeah. But it just, I mean, and then, of course, they won again. So it's like, well. Um, well, that's a, um, uh, okay. So I might have to rethink the the last place thing. I wasn't thinking about that during the tag match, especially how they ended the match, how they won, but then also FTR came out for some reason to beat him up after. Yeah, a while. it was like Pac, it, it just Pac didn't did seem like it was and then that was it. I was like, yeah, that's that's it. Okay. Yeah, so, like, I understand why you would say that that was, like, the least favorite match. I don't going really... back to the Christian Cage one, that was the only one that surprised me. I really didn't think uh, oh, the, that they were Christian gonna win. Cage and Jurassic Express would win the match. Oh, I, yeah. thought, I thought for sure the Super Click would win it. So, that was uh, the yeah, only one. Because I don't think Adam Cole lost by himself yet, has he? No, and that's why I thought... But that may uh, call out, and this is where I think, I don't think that the, well, we'll talk about it at the end, but I think it's setting stuff up. But um, Because I I can envision something's going to happen on Dynamite. Um, But yeah, the Cody Rhodes match, the good thing about it, it was only 16 minutes long, but I'd rather see Malachi Black longer. And I was hoping that something would happen with his House of Black Oh, yeah, we were talking about, like, if there was going to be anybody that showed up the whole time, right? Because I think uh, we were saying that I think most of everybody's uh, non-compete clauses were out. Well, yeah, except for the brand new releases, you know, like... Yeah, the ones that they... Yeah. But I could care less. I I hope they don't sign that bit, that woman. (laughs) No, I mean, you know... No, I get that. She needs to be a better wrestler and shit. Yeah. Get better now. Shit. I would say she's way better than like Eva Marie. Like Eva Marie doesn't deserve another job anywhere. Yeah, I can't well, believe they know, re-signed her, and we talked about that before. But the fact that you bring her in, and I feel like they brought her in just to bring Dewdrop up or Piper Niven, you know, uh, because now you know she's now still there like and up on the card, and then Eva Marie's gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean. So, um, but anyways, we're talking about WWE when we're talking about an AEW pay-per-view. But anyways, yeah, it was kind of diverging into that because we thought certain people would show up or hoping. And I think there were only two places that the individuals we were talking about could show up. It would be on a team with Black or later on with uh, the Dark Order. But um, anyhow. But yeah, this was my least favorite match, and I'm glad it was only 16 minutes and 52 seconds. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, and uh, it seems kind of like the well, damn, it was only 11 minutes for the CM Punk match. Gee, well, that's why I said that was the shortest one, but that one kind of made sense. Um, well, I mean, they did a lot in that match anyway. But they did like, a lot in the 11 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's. And definitely the next one, where it was Britt Baker versus Tay Conti, was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I mean, I like Tay Conti. Well, Tay Conti was better than I thought she would be. I'm, I'm, and I don't know if part of my reasoning for my, my you know, my issues with Britt Baker uh, are coming from the cruise that we just went on. <laughs> But I don't really care for her that much right now. And I know you're not supposed to, but she's like a fan favorite, even though she's a heel. But I'm kind of getting tired of it. And well, she, and she hasn't really done anything like since the 
the promos and stuff that she's been doing. That's yeah, and her promos very are different. Like, she hasn't even really done good ones recently. And like I was saying that, you know, um, Thunder Rosa, I think, is getting the short end of the stick right now. I, I, I find it odd that she's not higher up in, like, the – like, to me, they had the best match this year by far. Still, I think that, right? And yeah. they haven't had a rematch since. Yeah. And I don't understand that. It's like – and they're not even feuding or anything. So I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah, like, you would have thought that they would have been feuding at least. At least but, something, but they're not even real. They had that man. I think, well, she's feuding with members of her circle, right? Like Jamie Hayter and shit. But, yeah. But Ty Conte, like I was telling you before we watched this, that I didn't get why she was the number one contender. And then we saw she'd only lost one match. And yeah. I'm like, well, I didn't realize that. It must be because she's not really on TV that much. Well, she was doing a lot of matches against uh, a bunch of like people on Dark and stuff. Well, that's what and, I'm saying. I don't watch she was Dark. With Anna so... J, so she's kind of like in the Dark Order too. But like, they were just giving her a lot of wins against like I don't know a bunch of random people. I think if I yeah. looked it up, I'm sure that it would be a lot of people. That one was another example dark. of. I knew Ty Conti wasn't going to win. Yeah. Well, they were talking about a while ago that they were talking about that she was like the number, not the number one contender, but she was like the second ranked person or the first ranked person to get the shot. And this was like, I don't know. I think it was the last pay-per-view that we watched. uh, The last AEW one, like before then they were saying that she was like uh, the top ranked person. So I figured that they were going to give her a shot just because, you know, like, what else are they going to do? <laughs> like, otherwise, they would have to make her lose again, you know, that way she goes down again. So I figured that they were probably just like, here's a shot. But, I mean, the, the match was, like, great to me. Like, uh, they did a, they oh, did yeah, a the lot match of shit great. in I just... it. Like they they made her look like us, and like Britt Baker made her look good in this match. <laughs> like she just survived. They did that shit that way. She just survived the match, <laughs> which is just crazy. Like I, I'm surprised that they did that for her. <laughs> but I mean, still not a bad thing. I like Tay Conti, so I mean, it makes and like I uh, I hope that eventually she just gets more wins or whatever and i think eventually she'll get the belt but i just don't think that she'll have it right now yeah, and that match was 15 minutes yeah so, and so they as you guys can tell so too. far yeah so far most of them all the matches except for the next one we're going to talk about were over 15 minutes i think mm-hmm. besides the kickoff show um that was 12 minutes i think but um but those are never very long. Um, nope, because they usually explain all the feuds and stuff like that, and then they're like, "Here, here's a warm-up match before like it gets going." But uh, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of which one my favorite match was on this card. Just thinking about it, it's probably either my favorite match. Or, I think. Well, did I? probably Brian and Miro. Probably either that or like Hangman. And Kenny Omega, but yeah, it would be between those two. But I mean, I would probably say the I really liked the CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston match, though. <laughs> Mostly well, I like because I like both guys a because lot because it seemed more uh, what do you call it, um, personal. Yeah, and, and like the the promos that they fucking said before they started it, it and that it was more on like Eddie. Kingston. Really hated I each other. Eddie Kingston's the one that made it more personal too. I don't yeah. think it was CM Punk think, that did it. Yeah, I think once he was talking about real shit, that and that like so, and like yeah, of course somebody had to come out and be like, yeah, I worked in the territories at the time, and that's legit what happened. He buried him like anywhere. I'm like, well, I mean, like even Eddie Kingston talks about that he was not in the like he did a lot of bad decisions then. Anyway, so like even and like because he came out the article where he was explaining his situation like right after Mox uh, went to rehab, 
and he was talking about like it, it's a cool read anybody should just read it anyway it's a cool little read because it's very short but it just kind of gives you the cliff notes for like his career kind of like how he was doing it but uh so like some of the shit that he would talk about during that and kind of bled into into uh the cm punk match so it felt like it was real like a lot of the shit that they talked about like you don't know what was worked and what was a shoot or uh what was the shoot and everything so that's why I really liked the match. I like. I thought it was funny how like CM Punk bled, and then Eddie Kingston grabbed his blood off his face and rubbed it on his, and he was like, "Yeah!" And he starts screaming in his face and stuff. Like I thought that was hilarious. The whole of the like, it was a very short match, but it looked like this is where like CM Punk's getting back to his old wrestling ways. Like he's finding his groove again. Like, the Darby Allen match, you could tell that he had ring rust on him, and some of the other matches were like that. Like, he did good matches and stuff like that, but, like, you could tell it wasn't, like, the same as how it was before, but now it looks like he's starting to get back into it again with with this match with Eddie Kingston. And yeah, I would agree with that. I also think that he was brought on to fill the card, and yeah. that's why it was only 11 minutes, but... um because he's a name, you know, and it's like, yeah, how can you have full gear without CM Punk on it? Yeah, so they to figure out a way to do it. They're going to be doing Brian Danielson and CM Punk on every card. Like, even CM, Christian well, Cage will probably be on there anyway. Yeah, it's kind of surprising, especially with Chris Jericho. I think he's going on sabbatical, you know, with a tour with Fozzie and stuff. So he won't be on yeah. TV for a while. So. <laughs> yeah, I think so, um, this time he was taking time off probably. But that's Maybe what kind of surprises me with uh, <laughs> Brian Danielson is he, you know, he's wrestling a lot. I mean, he's he's only been there since, what, the last pay-per-view, and he's already had 10 matches, I think. Yeah, and I, I think uh, CM Punk's had like five or six or something. Yeah, Isn't but they came at the pretty much the same time. Yeah, the same and That's time. why I said it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's surprised, man, to see him on – not only dynamite, dynamite, but rampage also. As you know, a lot of what CM Punk is doing is just cutting promos. Yeah, Brian's wrestling like every almost. He wrestled, I think, twice last week. I think. Jeez. Before he had to wrestle in the pay per view, I think he was on dynamite and then he was on rampage. I think. Well, or it may have been rampage. I mean, when you years. love wrestling, I mean. <laughs> oh, I get it. But, you know, you leave WWE. To, it tells you he didn't leave WWE because of the schedule. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, because he's wrestling, it seems like, more to me now than he was there. I think it's who he's wrestling and the fact that he probably gets to wrestle the way he wants to. Oh, yeah. Like, because, I mean. Uh, I think that's why a lot of them. uniform, right? I think that's the main difference is that they want you to conform to their ways instead of you doing whatever you want and or like doing the stuff that you like doing, you know? And I think that's why a lot of the people choose AEW or like impact or whatever is because they're giving them more freedom to do the stuff. And especially giving them to the ability to like, show out and stuff because it looked like on this card most of the uh, most of the people uh, because we also didn't even really mention how much they were attributing to like eddie guerrero and we were trying to figure out why the, it was eddie guerrero stuff that was going on well, and yeah and then we found out that it was the anniversary of his death and stuff like that. So and like, he died in Minneapolis. Yeah, and he, he actually died. died. Yeah, sure. so like it made sense why they were doing the stuff. We well, were first. Just, I, the first we were wondering, is he from there? But then, then we didn't really. And then we looked it up and found that he passed on that de- exact day, like back in two thousand and five, I think. Yeah, which is crazy because I mean, like CM Punk did something. Like, uh, he even did, I thought it was funny how he even did the fucking, well, the you can't see me or trying to do the, you can't see me shit, which I thought was funny. Well, he, uh, the Lucha bros did the, 
and then uh, yeah, they did the did triple also. suplexes, and then uh, CM Punk did stuff, and then well, FTR and then, remember they did the shake, and then yeah, then uh, Penta did the shake, and then uh, Ray Phoenix did the frog splash, and then um, and then Chris, Chris Jericho, Jericho did it too. I mean, yeah. So it's, Oh, yeah, and we might as well get on the topic of the Inner Circle match, too. Like, this one, like, oh, my God, I hated the dude, Dan Lambert. Holy fuck, he aired, he reminded me way too much of fucking Pete Rose. Like, like how he was just really hamming it up and shit, and he wasn't doing anything in this match, but, like, I was just like, fuck, man, he needs to hurry up and get his ass beat. Well, that was the unfortunate part about this match that I felt was that, you know, the entire inner circle are all wrestlers. But yeah, men of the year or whatever they're called, um, an American top team, you know, men of the year are the only ones that are really the wrestlers. The other ones are all MMA guys. So it was like basically all the wrestlers had to carry the MMA guys this entire match, and it went 19 minutes and 52 seconds. Yeah, way too so, long. So and, it's like, and I also was, should mention the beginning was way too weird. Why were they making it like a tag team match when it was a street fight? Yeah. I have no idea why they did it that and way. Then they, then they explained, you know, they didn't explain the rules beforehand. They did it like midway through where they were talking about it was stuff. The stuff they could use was stuff that was started in Minneapolis or some shit. So like that's why there were footballs and that's why there were <laughs> what they the oh, hockey sticks. I didn't even fucking hear that shit. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they brought it up like probably halfway through the match. And they said this is why it's a Minneapolis street fight is because blah 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 this stuff is created or started in Minneapolis. I'm like, that's dumb. I mean Yeah. You know, it's like Well, that's what I was saying. That's why I was like, okay, I was just kind of ready for the match to end. And this ain't like a, a bad thing on any of the guys. It's just no, because like, one of the best matches of the night, Sammy Guevara pulled off. Yeah, like only, he, uh, when he did the uh, senton off the rope, but he like jumped onto the rope, or he did, or he jumped. Oh really yeah, high. oh it yeah, was, like, super high when he did it. It was like one of the highest sentons I've ever seen. The one he did off the ladder was kind of crap. It was well, kind of that just, just like kind of reminded me of like the Hardy one, like when he yeah, but it was kind of just like he kind of just fell off the ladder, kind of yeah, and landed on the guy below. But uh, the the other best match move of the night was Ray Phoenix when he he did a move where he basically ran across the entire rope line. I don't remember the movie actually. Oh, did, are you talking about when he runs the ropes and kicks the dude in the face? Yeah, but he ran the entire rope almost on oh, yeah. one side. It was like, you know, it's like... Yeah, I've seen him do rope. that, like, on a few occasions, and it's just like, good Lord, how how he ends up getting the hops for that shit. Or, like, the ability to stay on the fucking rope that well, That's long. what I mean. It's like tight roping to me, because those things are springy. I mean, we, we were in the ring that time. And the oh, fucking the ring was so damn fucking yeah. springy. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> it's like, like <laughs> you wouldn't think that it was that damn fucking springy, but it was like, whoa, whoa. like I was just like fucking some bitch. But like that's a uh, like I was surprised with Junior Dos Santos though. He was actually pretty good. Like uh Arlovsky, I didn't really care for though. He only like, did a couple of moves. Like Dos he Santos. was more pun- he was more punching, and then he did a giant ass spine buster. At one time, at one point, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, but like that was really it. That's all I really saw from like him. That I was like, "Ooh, that well, that's cool. why I said two guys on their team were basically carrying." Yeah, yeah, and like Jericho was yelling at some of these dudes. Yeah, I remember the fucking it was spot. hilarious. I called that when Jericho uh, called Junior Dos Santos because he he went to do the moon salt uh, or the lion salt, and I guess Junior was supposed to hit him, but yeah, there was a delay. Show up, yeah. So Jericho jumps on the rope to do the lion salt, but just sits there for like a second and you can hear him scream junior and then he comes up and he smacks him so that's that's the unfortunate part about working with non-wrestlers 
Yep. And that was why I was so impressed with Bad Bunny in WWE because of how he wrestled in that match. Yeah, it's just, it just like flowed well. Yeah. And like it didn't flow well with these dudes. No, I mean, not at all. And I was especially just ready Dan for the Lambert, but, Yeah, but that Dan was kind Lambert. of expected. Oh. Those guys that are old that don't wrestle, it's like I didn't. Ex- it was like he was just in there to be kind of manhandled, anyways. So. Yeah. yeah, and then they ended it with the frog splash, which was, which was cool. But yeah. like, um, I'm trying to think if that. Yeah, because after this one, I think with well, the, after the this match movie. was when the surprise of the night happened. Yeah, and then uh, uh fucking. Uh, I kind of marked out a little bit, mostly because I can't wait. I hope that you like Jay Le- and Lethal anyway. Like Jay Lethal has showed up in all. Uh, it's all elite now. So yeah, you officially signed. So yeah, he officially signed, mostly because Ring of Honor is taking like I don't know time off, so they're releasing everyone. It's probably because they only had a, cer- a certain amount of money and they're running out because they well, were yeah. doing shows where nobody was there. Yeah, that and they're not releasing anyone yet. I think it's yeah. the end of this year. So there was Ring of yeah. there's a pay per view or something, a Ring of Honor. Yeah, they're doing Final Battle. Is, yeah, uh, the, the and last lethal, Yeah, and Lethal basically already said he won't be there. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. like, uh, like some of the dudes can anyway. I mean, like, uh, you and you. I think wrestle, ultimately, so. if Danhausen didn't get hurt, he would have been signed. Oh yeah, like especially with the like Danhausen is hitting that peak where like he's gonna get on that level anyway. Like the stuff with him and Ring of Honor and stuff is cool, and, and so I think he's just gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger now. Like just everything that works with his character and shit, like it just works. So I wouldn't be surprised if AAW picks him up. It sucks for Ring of Honor too because I love Ring of Honor. Uh, I love what their pre- presentation is, but yeah, they are just minor leagues compared to like AEW and WWE. So that's why they just couldn't hang, which hopefully they come back and they hire everybody again and stuff like that. Like, hopefully everything's fine with Ring of Honor and it's just not gone anymore because I really like them. But uh, Jay Lee and Lethal, I'm just imagining the matches that they're going to do is like CM Punk and Brian Danielson and stuff. So it's going to be fun, especially if I see some of the other guys that they and they have in the Ring of Honor getting transferred over. Like I was telling you about the Briscoes, that would be cool if they signed them. That way they could uh, do matches in uh, AEW with some of their talent. That would be dope. So. And then I would probably say, uh, probably, uh, I might as well just say a tie for, like, best match. I would say probably the best match is probably Brian Danielson and Miro, and then with Paige and Omega. Like, I liked what they did with the beginning, how they were kind of showing. Like, this is the best, like, uh, storyline that they ever did in WWE, or in AEW, I mean. Like, the longest running one because they've been going for three years now. I think now is their third year and Paige has been kind of running for the title or kind of like they've been showing the arc of like Paige with the title for a while now. Well, I think he would have gotten it earlier except he had the baby. Yeah. But like it all works out in the end, right? Oh yeah. And reading articles, I guess Kenny Omega has been wrestling with Vertigo since 2018 or something. Shit. What the but hell? the other thing I read that. And then the other thing I read was, I guess he has a bad shoulder. So he wrestled oh, the yeah, entire match kind of hurting. Yeah. He wrestled the entire match, uh, on at, uh, full gear with a messed up shoulder. So, yeah, I heard somewhere that Nick Jackson might've been hurt too or something, but I mean, like, uh, but this uh, match went 25 can... minutes and 35 seconds, but it didn't seem like it was that long. Oh, yeah, they were running like, like, that's the main thing that, uh, like, it's definitely better than their other match when, uh, before Kenny got the belt, like, the before the winner's coming episode, where it was, I can't remember which one, if it was all out or it was, um, 
it was one of those pay-per-views. I can, just can't remember which one. But they still well, make they Kenny did that look title match strong thing. as hell, though. Huh? They still make Kenny look strong as hell. He took his own finisher, and he took two of the lariats before. Oh, yeah. And then even then, uh, man, I just loved the. And uh, this match was just by far better than the, the oh, yeah. last one. That and then not did. only that, the arc at the end with the Young Bucks will oh, set yeah. something very interesting to me because I'm like, are they turning? Because I even said it during the match. Are they turning face again? Because they they aligned. Well, they allowed basically Paige to yeah. To do everything. Well, th- and that's the main thing. And and so this is before I found out this. Like uh, right before we watched a pay per view, I was watching a video and they were talking about the AEW Dynamite or Rampage, whichever one. I think it was Dynamite. Uh, they were talking about how Paige came out and he was talking to the Young Bucks and he's like, hey, I'm just, I just want to tell you, I'm sorry, but if you try to get involved with my match, I'm going to ruin you, <laughs> right? So I was just like, whoa, dude, like I haven't heard like a, fa- a face like ever apologizing for sh- shit that they did in the past, right? Uh, that's mostly why I like Paige, right? Because they, uh, they do them like a legit, like, actual person rather than like some uh persona right yeah that's how i've always thought of like fuck a page it seems like just a dude that's just grinding all the time and then he's just succeeding but then he gets stumbled back and it's just constantly fighting and that's mostly why i like the arc that they did throughout the whole thing and then him just winning it off of everything that happened, it was like he knew that it was he was going to win this time. That's why I liked it in the promos when he was like, hey, uh, all I know is that you're going to be seeing cowboy shit. All this stuff that he was saying, it was like you could tell the conviction that he had that he wasn't leaving until he had that damn belt. You know? and that's Yeah, what- it'll just be interesting with everything that happened and what I've been reading. Like with the super click losing, and then with the young bucks letting Paige do it, I can imagine there's going to be something with Omega and the young bucks on dynamite, and then maybe even Adam Cole with the young. Oh, like saying like it was their fault that they lost shit. Well, Omega, you know, is going to go. Why the hell didn't you stop him? You know, you know that's probably going to come out. So, but then Adam Cole will. You know, you don't know what he's going to say because they lost that match. There's got to be a reason they lost that match, and then they had the ending the way they did. Oh, yeah. To me, it's setting you something don't think, up for... Like, most times, the WWE, they usually just never pay it off or whatever. But like, Well, that's, that's what I'm... That's yeah. the difference with AEW is that they actually try to pay off their stuff. Yeah, because, I mean, a good example of that is the Bray Wyatt storyline. They just fucking ended it. Yeah. Then, same thing with Alexa Bliss. It's like, oh, so it ends because Charlotte tears up her doll. That yeah. ended this whole thing. I mean, it's like, yeah. really? How about you do something where, like, you used to do? See, like, the writing used to be better. I remember, like, you know, Undertaker was this all powerful being, and then he had his urn taken away. Well, then he got it back and he became the guy again, but he never lost it, right? But when he lost it, he became a shit. Like, that's how they should have done it, but to, to, like, you know. Anyways, it's it's not really the the way they can end things. And the Bray Wyatt one, just I know they released him, but the way they ended him, it was like, oh, it was a, they could have paid that off so much better. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like that's one thing that AEW seems to like actually give a shit about. Is like well, then, them they release these about guys. The, I think they set up for releases for like Eva Marie and Nia Jax by writing them off TV. But one person they didn't really do that to was Karrion Cross. Oh yeah, they didn't do shit. They just released his ass. Yeah, I mean they were and Malachi or Alistair Black, same thing. They had changed his gimmick and then they released him. It's like what the shit? It's like how about you like set them up to go away instead of just. Okay, yeah, but awesome. they like to bury people before. It seems like they like to bury people before well, they send them out. Burying is different 
like I know we're digressing, but we've kind of discussed the pay per view. But bearing's different than not just doing anything. I mean, like carrying cross, they didn't even like there was no payoff. They didn't bury him or anything. They kind of just released him. And uh, Bray Wyatt was kind of the same thing. His gimmick kind of faded, but then he just wasn't on TV for six months. Nia Jax, at least, she got fucking, like, beat up by Shayna Baszler. And same thing with Eva Marie. But but everybody else, it seems like Keith Lee was on freaking Raw, like, the week before he got released. In that Bearcat gimmick, so it's yeah. like, anyways. But yeah, and it, oh man, just hearing about the Bearcat shit, like, kind of pisses me off. It was kind of like he was explaining it, like he was like, and the Bearcat was like Vince. It's like shut the fuck up with that shit. <laughs> like what the fuck, dude? You embarrass this dude by giving him a Bearcat bullshit when he could have just been out there by himself doing his thing like uh just embarrassing but like i guess we might as well end it there um i, I will be doing another one next fun. Week. we're yeah. gonna be doing survivor, survivor series. series next week yeah and uh are they doing takeover that time too where they do war games i think war games is another nxt i don't think it's i don't know if it's a takeover oh they're, so they're not even doing it as a takeover what the fuck are they doing i don't know I don't know if it's a takeover. I, I just saw that they were doing war games again. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's a pay-per-view. Like, because, I mean, like, if it's not a takeover, that would be fucking stupid. But, you know, with this 2.0 shit, you would think there'd yeah. be a takeover since Survivor Series is one of their top ones. But oh, have you yeah. noticed that they've, they're moving their pay-per-views to Saturday? Yeah. They're doing that because of AEW, I think. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, like because it's it's crazy what they're doing. It's to... like this. It's like so funny the way that they're doing shit, where it's like they're changing certain days, but then they don't change the product. Yeah, like they're trying to take what AEW does, thinking that that's what's working. It's well, like, like the no, picture and picture, no they're yeah, occasionally, yeah, it's. It's like, that's not, the reason why it's not working is because your fucking shit is stale. <laughs> well, yeah, when you release everybody, though, and you only have five wrestlers to wrestle on your Yeah, and you have TV fucking show. Happy Corbin. Well, you have a three-hour TV show, and you only have ten wrestlers. What What are you going to fill the time with? I mean, it's like, you know, it's, that's why. Oh, I, we might as well talk about, like, for a much. second before we end it. Yeah. Like, the, the difference between this pay-per-view and fucking their pay-per-views. We talked about it on the stream. They ended up doing a shit ton of damn commercials through their fucking pay-per-view. Whenever WWE does one, they always end up having a shit damn ton of fucking commercials, even on something where you're not supposed to have commercials. And then, uh, what's it called? On this one, everything didn't have a vignette except for the main event. Like, everything else was just straight up the match, like, every time. So they were able to maximize all the wrestling and stuff. And that's yeah, the that's main... that's what I was saying. The shortest match was CM Punk at 11 minutes. Yeah, There's and been they filled up that four hours. <laughs> there were, yeah, they did all that 10 match or 9 matches in 4 hours. Yeah. And that's where I was saying that WWE, there's times we've had watched a pay-per-view and there's been a few eight minute matches yeah so it's like it's a joke anyways we can call this and we'll yeah hopefully survivor and series we'll talk about really yeah done. hopefully survivor they haven't been promoting on purpose will be uh, a better pay-per-view yeah if anything there's been absolutely almost no build-up for this dude match. they released like the who was going to be in the survivor series match on twitter <laughs> like yeah so I'm definitely not looking forward to this shit, especially Charlotte. I'm just over Charlotte. Well, not only that, I think they've they're doing just weird stuff, anyways. Yeah, like, he's talking about how this whole brand, and I've said this before, and now the wrestlers are saying it that this whole Survivor Series where their brand dominance is getting stale. Yeah, because who really gives a fuck? Oh yeah, no one, no one gives a shit. WWE. Like, do I really care that Raw or SmackDown is better than each other? 
No, I don't. I want to see wrestling and good stories. Okay. Well, Fuck that's off. what I said. If you just have people wrestling on every fucking show, that's, yeah. that's what Dynamite and Rampage does. They don't have two separate freaking rosters. They have everybody wrestles all over the place. So, and that's what they should do on in Raw and SmackDown. They have too many titles, not enough people. Anyways, we can talk yeah. about more of that on Survivor Series uh, yep. next week. But yeah. So, if you made it all the way to the end of this video, thank you for listening. And what we, a podcast, not a video. Yeah, or, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, fucking shit. Yeah. Don't judge me, man. Yeah, like, eventually we should do a video podcast, but that will be later, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, for all of us at the Heart of Geek, we will talk to you in the next podcast. See you guys See you later. later. Peace. Uh, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, you can check out all of our social media accounts, which is The Heart of Geek, and our Twitch channel is Heart of Geek. If you guys wanted to leave any comments or questions uh, relate towards our Facebook page, Instagram, or anything else that you could possibly leave a comment and recommend us anything else to do in the meantime. And for all of that, thank you for enjoying wrestling with the Willies.